0: Some bad news. I knew it. I love when he does that. Well, once you hit rock bottom, the only way to go is up. So
1: so good luck. Okay? Good luck.
2: I mean, you say rock bottom, but, like, it just seems like things keep getting worse. What What is rock bottom? Who decides what's the bottom of all this? I mean, seriously, you go, okay, today is Friday, and I woke up in Cleveland, and I'm going, how much worse can it get?
3: Us to have two families, my wife and my children, and then my family on the road. I still feel
4: 25, most of the time, I still raise a little cane, we're the boys.
3: Guys like Brian Adams, and The Godfather. Shawn Michaels, Triple H, Red Hart, Mick Foley, obviously the mayor, Kane, Edge. Obviously, I can't name everybody. Leave somebody out, but it's important to know how much you guys meant to me, not only on a professional level, but on a personal level. So many people that I consider true great friends, that I just can't thank you guys enough. Obviously, Vince always had my back, and I have to say thank you.
4: Sometimes I feel like Jesse James Still trying to make a name Knowing nothing's gonna change what I am I was a young troubadour When I wrote in on a song I'll be an old troubadour I'm gone. I was a young troubadour when I run in our song, and I'll be an old troubadour when I'm gone. I've
3: considered myself blessed to be able to do something for as long as I've been able to do it.
4: I'll be an old I see a band of angels, and they're coming after me. Ain't no grave can hold my body down. There ain't no grave can hold my body down. Well, look down yonder, Gabriel, put your feet on the land and sea. But, Gabriel, don't you blow your trumpet till you hear from me. Just meet me, meet me in the middle of the air And if these wings don't fail me, I will meet you anywhere Ain't no grave can hold my body down there Ain't no grave can hold my body down Well, meet me, mother and father Meet me down the river road
5: Ladies and Germans. welcome to episode 303 of the Hoops Podcast. This is our WrestleMania 38 preview. No! This is be a fun episode today, guys. We got a lot to talk about. I'm mostly stirring the ship this week. Brent Carter was only able to send a Thoughts of Derrick clip, which is okay. Life gets in the way. We all get busy. No pro limbo. It is truly the nefarious, but at aka Josh Lopez. You can follow me on Twitter at Josh Lopez Media, at Joshy Lopez 94 on Instagram, and at Josh Lopez Music. If you want to see me do some guitar covers, please do me a favor, especially throughout this week. Make sure to bookmark pro wrestling transcriptions.com. That's my website where I do my play by play articles. And I will have articles down, (laughs) I will have articles published. In Dallas this weekend. Um, I'm going down to Dallas tomorrow morning. Um, I'm going to be down there uh, from Friday to Tuesday. So um, hopefully for those who listen to the Who's podcast or join my transcripts on uh, PWT or uh, formerly known Lords of Pain uh, Wrestling Um If you guys see me, if you guys recognize me, come say hello. I'd love to meet some of you guys down there. There's nothing like WrestleMania week, and I definitely want to express that when we get to the WWE segment this week, and just, you know, talk about the magnitude of what this week is, and um, I feel like we need to have a discussion about gratitude, about the industry that we're covering and talking about, because I feel like a lot of us try to act too many times like we're the smartest people in the room, and try to watch shows with fucking Spectre glasses, and a banana. No, have monocular glasses on and an expected pad next to them. It's like, you're not you're not watching a wrestling show to audit it. I transcribe wrestling shows, but there's still a part of me where I can still enjoy the show for what it is as a fan. I'm not transcribing the show to find things to bitch about. When, when it comes to AEW, it just hits me in the face of what's wrong with AEW. There is a difference. I'm not I'll be going my way, like, oh, that right there, that's wrong with AEW. It literally slaps you in the face when you watch their show. (laughs) Um, Like, I, me, just like everybody, I want everything in wrestling to be awesome. I cover seven different promotions every single week. I cover around 18 wrestling shows a week, and I try my best to give you the best coverage that i can it's fair and i don't really eject my booking opinions because i'm not in the professional wrestling business i'm not a expert you know i come on here i've been covering the industry for nine years now and i've been very fortunate for the opportunities have been given to me to have a platform like this to express my opinions on wrestling to you this is also not just a wrestling podcast it's a live podcast it's a Personal Journal? It's a entryway to the lives and thoughts of professional wrestling podcasters and content creators. And we are live from our studio apartment in Chicago, Illinois. Shout out to Colt Cabana. There, not trying to rip you off, Good Bird, but it is what it is. Um, and I'm just very excited for uh, this weekend. It should be a good time. This is my sixth Wrestlemania that I've been able to attend. And uh, this is going to be Probably the most fun that I've had for um, uh, the ones that I went to. I It's crazy to say that i kind of traveled across the country for WrestleMania events. I uh, The first one that I got to go outside of Chicago was WrestleMania 31, which is the only one that I got to go to cover as part of the media. Um, I've been down to New Orleans, uh, obviously Orlando at the dump uh, camp- at Camping World Stadium and Tampa Bay last year. And then, um, this is my first time going to Texas. I've never been to Texas before. I, I'm very, very intrigued to see how that weekend is it, going to be like. For reals to know me personally, I've been trying to scout the world and see what's the right place for me to move down the road, and maybe Texas be a place. No, I ain't moving to Texas. No shot. No fun to see you, Blake, and everybody that lives down there in uh, Texas, but... I I ain't moving down there. No shot. (laughs) Um, But, again, I guess guess you guys can hear this in the sound of my voice as you listen to this. I'm just very excited. Um, You know, we got to celebrate episode 300 of Who's Podcast a, a couple weeks ago, and we had a lot of great feedback, and the numbers for the podcast over the last couple weeks have been fucking awesome. You guys have been killing it. You guys have been... Uh, really express your opinions, and I, I love the feedback feedback that we get uh, through the weekend when we post the shows and stuff like that. And it, again, like I said in that episode, it really pushes me and gets me more excited for the future of the show. And hey, we said we're on the road to five hundred. Where are we here? Uh, episode 303, one, uh, 197 to go. Is, uh, you guys make this worthwhile, and me and Brad Carter can't say enough how grateful we are for people like you to um give us a platform like this and to um try to talk about professional wrestling in a fun way and um you know more insightful way than insulting your intelligence and also acting like our shit doesn't stink. so all that being said thank you thank you guys uh let's have some fun let's get into the good birds q a session now uh, we always do this for the podcast. It's one of my favorite segments of the week as i get to interact with the with those who take time on their day to ask me questions about wrestling or sports or laughing boy is there a lot of stuff to talk about this week huh <laughs> uh, let's start off with the good bird chris letta x team Zaletta 24x on twitter um he says what up Uso? here's some questions for the q a this week enjoy this weekend in dallas i appreciate you bro thank you so much Uh, With Cross in the card for Lone Star, do you think he could appear on Supercard of Honor? I don't know. There's a weird thing going on, especially tomorrow night, because this is all going down in WrestleCon. Uh, There's one thing I do bum me out about WrestleMania weekend. I just don't get the time enough to go check out the WrestleCon stuff. I don't. Either the place is too far from my hotel, or I just don't have the money to go check it out. That's that's the bummer part. But anyways, uh, they're doing tomorrow, which I, I don't understand. I, I Whatever. I mean, I think both Impact and especially New Japan that they're doing these specials on Fight TV would be better off doing it during the day uh, on Saturday or Sunday instead of doing it late at night. But they're running Lone Star suit out. Plus the taping of New Japan strong. They got Impact multiverses of matches that's uh, going on uh tomorrow night as well. And then um uh Ring of Honors, uh Supercard of Honors late at night as well. So um I just don't know how you're going to fit in. Like Ishii's doing two matches tomorrow. I saw Suzuki's going to be in two matches. Uh The Briscoes are fighting Etiara and Supercard of Honor and fighting uh, the Good Brothers at the Impact Show. I just don't know how they're going to pull all this off. So uh, I don't know how far the Curtis Caldwell Center is to the uh, hotel that uh, Russell Cons at this year. But if Cross does show up, cool. But he's going to have himself a pretty physical match with but <laughs> Manaru. I, I just don't, I don't know how they're going to pull that off. So I, I think it would be cool, Chris, but I'm not getting my hopes up on that. I will say I will cover that low-star event uh, for those who are wondering, as far as my coverage is, uh, is concerned, a lot of articles, like most cases, are going to be on delay just due to the fact that I like covering the shows after they're done so I can keep my attention there and not be distracted by social media. Um, and also, it's, it, the transfers come off better when I do it in a, uh, after the shows are aired. And I can type it out properly. And uh, that's going to be the case this weekend, especially because I'm attending events. So you're not going to see me post SmackDown articles right off the bat right after the show's over. Like I usually would do an hour after the show's over. Um It's going to be a different weekend. Um I probably think the only show i probably cover live this weekend will be NWA USA. Uh, but that's early in the morning, so it's something I can do in the hotel. Um, But... Honestly, this, this weekend's going to be a lot of fun, and I'm going to try my best to un- unwind a little bit. So I do apologize events that the transcripts are going to come a little later than they usually would, but I hope you guys will understand that I'm also trying to enjoy a, a little, I wouldn't say vacation, but a trip in itself. So uh, that's a great question. Uh, here's another good one here. Um <laughs> Favorite Triple H matches and moments. Oh man. Uh, I heard the news this week um about Triple H and really bummed me out. I heard about it uh on Friday. And um it it, it bummed me down. Uh, I, I, won't, I won't I won't I won't lie to that. Uh for for those who know me, I'm a really big advocate of the game Triple H. And I've always admired its work over the years. And I've always admired the person that he is, and I, he's one of the, definitely one of the wrestlers that I've looked up to for a very, very long time. And Triple H, um, I would say Triple H is definitely in my top five of my personal favorite wrestlers, um, and my guys. Um, I put hashtag student in the game for a reason. Uh, not just because it displays uh, what's true about myself and how I carry myself and my work ethic, but I, I it, it's also a dedication to Triple H as well. So, uh, you know, when you adopt a moniker after somebody, it, it bums you out a little bit to hear him uh, retire that way. But more important for me, I'm just happy for him that he's in a good uh, place in his heart right now and he's in good spirits and he's making the right decision for himself and that's more important than getting back in the ring for another match so uh, as, bu- as bummed as I am that I won't get to see another match with Triple H in person I'm just happy that he's still here and he still has a lot to contribute and you know let him go at it at his own pace I don't think they need to rush him back into NXT or what his previous roles were before this uh, unfortunate situation happened last year um, I've always admired Paul Levesque, uh, to to whatever you want to call him. Um, uh, he's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time and a man that I look up to, uh, in many, many ways. So uh, it, it was really sad news, but as far as like favorite matches and moments, uh, there's a lot of, uh, I I always say one of my favorite WrestleMania matches in a match that doesn't get enough, uh, conversation for its, um, for the totality of what that moment was, was uh, John Cena and Triple H from WrestleMania 22. Um, I know a lot of people put over the John Cena Shawn Michaels match uh, from the next year more than that one, but uh, that's only because people look at Shawn Michaels Shawn Michaels at a higher level. I really thought the passing the torch for John Cena was not JBL at WrestleMania 21. I, it wasn't Shawn Michaels to me. It was Triple H because Triple H. Was the measuring stick of the WWE during that time period, and for him to, you know, go out like that and put John over like that at WrestleMania was very special, and I, I that that match still ranks very high to me as far as the bar of like high quality world title matches at WrestleMania or any kind of pay per view. That match is up there. Just listen to the crowd. I was there. (laughs) 11 years old hear every curse word known to man (laughs) thrown at John Cena during that match. It was absolutely insane. Um, So, oh man. WrestleMania 22 was 16 years ago. Holy shit, man. (laughs) Crazy how fast time goes. Um, There's other ones. Obviously, uh, Triple H and Shawn Michaels from SummerSlam. Um, the triple threat match for WrestleMania 20, uh, is still one of my favorite WrestleMania matches of all time. Uh, I love the stuff that he did with him, uh, with Batista, uh, to wrap up Batista's career. I thought that was really cool in a way that sent Dave off for his career. Um, man, there's so many to choose from the reuniting of DX and, um, <laughs> Doing the graffiti of uh, Vince's private jet. I thought that was great. Or Titan Towers. <laughs> or uh, messing around with the audio. and He makes uh, Vince sound like a chicken and whatever. Did you think this is funny? Maybe <laughs> <laughs> you think this is funny? Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Triple place is the man. Uh, and of course, Triple H, uh, again, another example why uh, Triple H is very important to me, Uh, I I wanted to showcase how much Triple H meant to me. I aired every single edition of the sit-down interviews that Triple H did with Michael Cole while I was attending broadcasting school and on my old radio show, The Pro Wrestling Experience. Every that's how we closed our show for every edition of the PW show. You got that interview with Michael Cole and Triple H when they did it. So to tell you what, man, um, uh, he had an amazing career. I know people are gonna be out for him because he's married to the family and everybody. Everything that McMahon does is the worst thing ever, and blah 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 blah. People have their opinions on this McMahon, whatever. Uh, for me, Triple H is uh, a legend in more ways than one. Uh, what he did for NXT to get out off the ground, uh, the Cruiserweight Classic, the Mae Young Classic, the the launch of NXT UK, which is my favorite uh, WWE show that's produced each week. Uh, Triple H is a fucking legend, man, and I sometimes I don't think he gets enough uh, props for what he's done for this industry. And... Um, He's, he's the man, so shout out to Triple H for a legendary career, man. Uh, one of a kind. Uh, awesome performer. Next question. Are you covering any of these shows outside of WWE this weekend? Lone Star, Card of Honor, and Multiverse? Yes, I will be covering all three uh, in different uh, time periods. Um Probably the latest one I'll have published is the Supercard of Honor show. It's just so much going on. Um but I do make a commitment to cover every single uh televised event that New Japan does. So I do I will do that. Um I will also do the Impact multi-versus matches because that helps me out <laughs> as well. Uh but uh yeah, I'll I'll cover those for sure. And then of course we got NWA USA that I gotta do uh, New Japan Strong but those are like late nights or early morning at the hotel before I go sleep or when I wake up type of articles so I will have those out for you guys and uh, don't worry i I, I still be working even though I'm in Dallas uh, this weekend um, alright next question here we have here on the podcast it's uh, what match are you looking forward to on both nights one and night two there's a lot of them. Uh, I'm, uh, I've i been saying I've been looking forward to Charlotte and Ronda Rousey. I'm really into matches that people like to shit on before it happens because I think that's when the best comes out of them. And nobody does better than proving people wrong or wrestling with a chip on their shoulder than Charlotte Flair. Nobody. Look at what Charlotte Flair did in the match she had with Rhea Ripley at last year's Money in the Bank pay-per-view where the crowd was openly shitting on it during chanting for Becky and how she turned the crowd. It was that moment for there that I'm not going to denigrate Charlotte Flair. <laughs> when you turn a crowd over that's openly shitting on you and then chanting, this is awesome, you're on a different level. And I don't care how you feel about Charlotte Flair. That's just a fact. When you can turn a crowd that's indifferent to this is awesome, you're on a different level as a performer. And I think she's going to do stuff that's going to be awesome. Uh, I She's going to come in there with a chip on her shoulder and good on her because uh, she doesn't get enough respect for what she does. Uh, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. And I think Rodden wants to put on an impressive performance as well. So uh, – I know that's a match people are kind of sleeping on right now, but uh, I I think that's going to be pretty dope, actually. Um, there's other matches throughout the show uh, for both nights I'm looking forward to, like the Triple Threat Tag Match or the Raw Sacks. I think that's going to be dope. We saw the awesome on Raw uh, a couple weeks ago. I think this one should be pretty cool as well. Hell, have, have that match start off night too. Why not? That would be an awesome match. Give them 20 minutes or so, put on a barn burner. That would be great. We're going to have a problem with that. Edge and AJ Styles, obviously that's another popular choice and with good reason. Um, I'm very excited for that match. It's going to be awesome. Um, i I put Brock and Rums inside because, obviously, that's just the obvious picks to go out there. Uh, I'm excited for Becky and Bianca. I think that will be a good match as well. can to see what goes down with Seth Rollins. And... Um, that's pretty much it. I, I, the car in general is pretty good from top to bottom. I'm excited to see my guy Pat Backfeed do his thing and beat up that douche, Austin theory. Uh, but all in all, man, wrestling is gonna be a fun weekend. I'm I'm very excited to be down there. So uh, what what matches are you guys looking forward to for may uh for mania this weekend? Um I'd love to give you guys thoughts on that. All right, next question. Um we have here uh New champions crowned after Mania. Yes, I think there will be... Well, obviously, we'll have a new unified champion. So, obviously, that's... um, I think we'll have three new champions. But, uh, Chris, I will save my thoughts on that when we make predictions for the show. After Brock and Roman match, do you think The Rock makes an appearance? I'll make a quick answer to this. Yes, I think that will happen. Uh, next question. Don'sa Tony Storm joining AEW. Let's address and Point out the recent female signings: Kira Hogan, Ruby Soho, Mercedes Martinez, and AQA. Um, I'm happy for Tony Storm. I, I've always enjoyed her work over the years. I subscribe to the philosophy: if you if you don't want to work at some place, you don't have to work there, especially if you're an independent contractor. Uh, I'm not gonna come on here and tell you that Tony Storm's a cry baby and blah 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 blah. Um you know, it's one thing to quit and demand your release. Um I don't I don't have a stance on that feel. If she here's my thing, if she didn't want to be in WWE, that's on her. And I don't have a problem with that. If you don't want to be somewhere, don't be there. Uh, it's a little different from how Jeff Hardy handled his most recent exit from WWE, which was completely unprofessional. And to hold on to saying, oh, I just thought I could walk out because I thought I could, and there wouldn't be any repercussions. Well, you're in the you're in a promotion that it's wild, wild west. You can do whatever you want, pal. So I hope it works out for Jeff. Uh, but when it comes to Tony, I, if she didn't want to be there, she will have to be there. And it doesn't have to be a scenario where, like, oh, I can't believe WWE dropped the ball with Toni Storm. If anything does dropped the ball with her was, what was with her when she came to NXT more than her being on SmackDown. Hell, she got more title matches on SmackDown than she did the main NXT women's title in NXT. She had a phenomenal run in NXT UK. I covered the entire thing. But there's some people that come up with narratives with performance that come from XUK, and I can tell that they didn't watch the show. And it's like certain things will happen to them on XC 2.0 or they'll come up on Raw, SmackDown, and they're like, oh, they're not booked the same way that they were in XUK. You didn't watch the show. Okay, let's not try to pretend that you watched every single edition of XUK from the start and know their character development and where they got the star from and that Tony Storm took time off after she lost her mastery Ripley to gather herself emotionally and mentally. Let's not act like, let's not grasp the straws at that's, that's stuff that's not there. Uh, for her to join AEW, good for her and good for them. Uh, I, my stance hasn't changed whether it's male or female. Uh, you can load up rosters as much as you want. What are you going to do with them? And are you making the most out of it? Um, You know, bringing in Jay Lethal, just to have him lose every top guy in AEW, and then him turning heel, does nothing for me. And I'll explain that a little later on in the show. Um, So I think it's a good signing for them. She's a talented performer, and... You know, I, I wish her nothing but the best. Uh but for me it doesn't change my stance. AW still get to AEW and that's my thoughts on that. You know <laughs> to say that AW doesn't do the same things that WWE does is just funny to me. <laughs> they play favorites, too. Let's not let's not fool ourselves. All right, next question. Um From our guy, rated PWF, uh, my man, Patrick Fritz. What's going on, my man? Uh, Do you see future media weeks shaping up the way this is in terms of scheduling of programming? Hall of Fame on Friday night after SmackDown, maybe rebranding Raw and SmackDown to WrestleMania Raw and WrestleMania SmackDown? Uh, As far as the rebranding to uh, WrestleMania Raw and WrestleMania SmackDown, that's just for TV purposes. Uh, It's nothing that uh, I wouldn't lose much sleep over, to be honest with you. Uh, a lot of it's uh, window dressing and um, pyro and ballyhoo of wrestling and marketing and distribution. That's what it is in general. Um, I, I, I think this may be the future where we do have two nights of WrestleMania, but I think maybe WWE will have to reevaluate when they air the WWE Hall of Fame. Is this something they do? before the Royal Rumble? Is it the Hall of Fame, something you do um, uh, before SummerSlam? You know, there's, there's a lot to go on. And I'll admit, uh, if Taker was not going into the Hall of Fame this year, I probably would have gone. I probably would have gone to either the Impact show or the Supercard of Honor show. So um, I think for me... Future maze will look like this, and I'm curious to see how it goes because they got this new deal with um, on location, which I guess is going to lead into more. It's going to come where WWE is going to come off like more like big league, like NFL and other events where tickets are going to start rising, and it's going to have more of like a corporate feel than just a wrestling show. Uh, So they're reaching a new territory as a uh, as a company and they earn it. Um so yeah. <laughs> yeah, Brad, I do see it happen that way as far as what the schedule will be. Uh but as far as like the rebranding of like WrestleMania Raw and WrestleMania Smackdown, that's just hoopla in window dressing. WrestleMania is WrestleMania. So um that's a good question. I'm glad you asked that. Uh, let's go to Mike at Twitter at Main event, support, Mike, from Houston. What's going on, my man? What is a great city or state you have visited but has not had a WrestleMania? How would you suggest Cat WWE capitalizing the place to have their big weekend there? That's a good question. Um, i got to remember the places I travel to now. I've been to Boston twice. They've had a WrestleMania there before, so that's going to be a no. Um see Florida, no. Been there, done that. I got to say probably Tennessee. I only say Tennessee because I drove past it on my way back to the airport, but I have family down in Tupelo, Mississippi from my mom's side of the family. Um, so Maybe if they bring WrestleMania to Nashville, I think that'd be pretty cool. If they do at the place where the Titans are playing, hell, they're having uh, SummerSlam there for WrestleMania. Uh, not my bad. They're having SummerSlam down in uh, Nashville this year, right? So, um, there's a lot of great places. Um, it be interesting if they ever did a WrestleMania in Puerto Rico. That's the only other place that can come off of the top of my head as far as places I've been to. Uh, I think that'd be pretty dope. Um, <laughs> Can you picture a WrestleMania in Utah? I was at a Utah airport one day um, flying down to uh, San Jose for WrestleMania 31, right? Uh, it was one of those trips where you had to take multiple shots. And that was a pain in the ass, but it was pretty cool. I was in Utah for the first time just looking at the window for the airport I was at and just looking at the... The, those awesome-looking mountains, you know, they're like, Crystal Lake Mountains and stuff like that. It's it's pretty fucking cool as a visual. It's like, wow, you hear about it and what Utah looks like and stuff like that, but to see it in person, it was like, wow, that's pretty dope. <laughs> uh, I haven't been to the city, so I don't know what the actual experience is like, but just looking at the outskirts of what Utah looked like, um, it, it was pretty dope. I, I, I will say that. Um there's a lot of great places to do WrestleMania that hasn't been there yet. Um, Minnesota. Uh, I haven't been to that new stadium, but I think it'd be pretty cool to see that there, you know? <laughs> and uh, I, I'm just really excited to see what uh, goes out for future events. I know we got WrestleMania in LA at SoFi Stadium next year. That's going to be a, a fun trip. Uh, go back to Cali. Cali. Uh, that should be a blast. And we'll see where it goes for them. Uh, who knows, maybe go back to New Orleans. There seems to be certain cities that they go back to every three to five years, so we'll have to see how that works, man. (laughs) Yes. Oh, man. This will be a great time. I seeing right now that Randy Orton's at the Pat Baggy for that's show. That's that should be pretty cool. I'll go check that out later on today. Uh, that's a great question, Mike. Thank you for sending me that one. Uh, we have two more questions here before we wrap it up here. Question um, for Hoots, have you been watching WWE Evil yet? And if so, what is your favorite episode so far? Uh, also, should there be a Mr. McMahon episode or not because he's the executive producer, too? I, I'm sure they'll have a Mr. Man episode, uh, <laughs> uh, maybe season two or three. Uh, I, I'll, I'll say this. WWE was an interesting project. I haven't seen every episode yet. I've only watched two. I've only saw – actually, I've seen three. I've seen the Roman Reigns one. That was the first one that I saw. Um, then I saw Sasha Banks one, and then I saw The Miz those are the three that I saw. My favorite one that I've seen so far is actually The Miz. Uh, because it just taps into what his contribution to the industry really is. And I feel like a lot of people take it for granted and what he does. And it's, it's one of those stories where, you know, where maybe you don't feel like you belong to certain people. It's also a good reminder in life that you don't have to fit into the vision of other people' vision for you. You belong where you belong. You put in that work, you belong where you belong because you earn it and you got yourself to that point. Uh, so, uh, the Roman episode was fantastic as well. I like the concept. I really do. I, I just haven't seen all the episodes yet. I haven't seen the whole game one or Stephanie McMahon. I haven't seen that yet. But uh, yes, I definitely believe <laughs> Vince McMahon will uh, get an edition of that. I, it, it's a cool concept. Uh, I will give a shout out to. Everybody that came up with that show, especially Jocelyn, who's the narrator of the show, I I like the concept. It's pretty cool. Um, And then the last question this week comes from lovely uh, Sarah Otomo here. Uh, She says, (laughs) uh, Do you think Will Smith had every right to smack Chris Rock at the Oscars? Oh, man this is what everybody's been talking about this week is Chris Rock and Will Smith. I'll tell you what, man. It's really, really interesting to me. Um, <laughs> the, the 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 dichotomy of how this whole situation's gone down. Look, I am a person that I will protect my wife at all costs. Uh, That's just me. That's the type of person that I am. Um, I'm also a person that knows how to take jokes and read a room where certain things are happening. Also, I I just think it's a bad look when uh, you're winning an award where you're playing this father figure, if you will, to the the Williams twins, and it's a big, popular movie, and he's winning the award from best actor. And then you, before you get the award, all people are talking about is you going there slapping Chris Rock in the mouth, and then furthering up, say, "Keep, uh, keep my wife's safe off your fucking mouth." <laughs> like, you know, a lot of people handle their situations in a lot of different ways. I handle myself privately. Uh, that's just how I handle stuff. So unless it's something so aggressive that I need to step in and do something about it, then obviously I would handle it from there. Um, as a husband, yes, I think uh, Will Smith was in the right for what he did. Um, but I also think that's also a situation that could have been handled backstage at a different time. Um for even a guy like Will Smith, who also claimed to be a comedian and stuff back in the day, it's kind of hypocritical for him to get triggered like that at that point from a comedian that's going, uh, making the joke. Um, I, I've always been a Chris Rock fan. I, I, I've always been a Will Smith fan. Uh, (laughs) I was talking about this with my dad yesterday because he came by and, um. I as a kid, I always watched the French Prince of Bel-Air. That was like my morning routine. I've always watched the French Prince of Bel-Air. Hell, I still watch it, uh, the reruns, especially on VH1 um, and BET. Um, but it's a, it's a shitty situation because it didn't need to happen. And I know a lot of people have been talking about it and debating about it and having funny memes about it. I've been kind of keeping myself distant from it because it's really... My opinion on the matter really doesn't matter to what actually happened, and it's unfortunate that that's the takeaway from the Oscars. Uh, you know, it's bad at the Oscars as a show as awkward as it is where you have people recording scripts before they present an award. If you think the writing in WWE's bad, look at the fucking writing for the Oscars where it's cringeworthy, where they just stammer and stammer and go on soliloquies about these just to get to the next award. It's <laughs> it's very uptight uh environment. Uh as a husband, I think Will Smith was in the right in defending his wife and what she's dealing with. So I don't have a problem for him defending his wife in that matter. I would have went about it differently, maybe more <laughs> than what Will Smith would did, but that's just me. Uh so uh, everybody has their opinions on I mean, it. Um, you know, people handle reactions to insults and jokes dif- in different ways. I'll admit, I'm not the best person when it comes to reacting to sarcasm. Like, I can't So sometimes, I can't depict if somebody's trying to mess with me or just joking around sarcastically. Um, I, so I can own up to that. Um, but for me, it commands. Honoring his wife and this protecting her So I understand where he came from (laughs) It's hard And his thing It gets into that interesting Dynamic and conversation like hey You know do you go out of your way To defend your wife but this is also The same wife that Tried to justify having an entanglement With another dude just because you guys Are partially separated at a time like, there's not a right or wrong in this situation. Uh, that's my point of view from all of this is looking back from a 30,000-degree view. Um, so, I, I would defend my wife, but I would handle this situation differently. But great questions all and all for everybody from Sarah to Pat, uh, Mike, and, of course, the good brother Chris the left. Thank you guys for sending some awesome questions this week. When we come back, we'll get to straight predictions and – All things in together for what happened this week in WWE right here on Hoots Podcast. Yes, sir. Pittsburgh!
2: (laughs) Acknowledge me! (laughs) What really bothers me about Brock... is just a couple weeks ago, he was out for blood. It was personal to him. But he's already spilled my blood. In 2018, at WrestleMania 34, he busted my head wide open. Right here, right here. One right here on, on the hairline. One across the top of my skull, and I bled all over New Orleans. He smashed my face to the point my children didn't even recognize me. My wife didn't want me in this business anymore. My father doubted me. My family was disappointed in me and then he comes out here and it's just a game now oh we're talking about suplex city it's a carnival where it's a wedding now the Titans are going to have babies it's just a game okay yo, oh, that's all good because the tribal chief changed the game we changed the game and we're going to take everything from him you see I already took his advocate and upgraded him to a wise man. I took his claim to being the longest reigning champion in the past 35 years. I got my receipt and I took his blood at Madison Square Garden. And this Sunday, I make the final move and I'm going to take his title. And then, Brock, you're going to know what it's going to be like to make it personal, because I'm going to make it personal, because it's always been personal to me.
5: Back to the Hoops Podcast. You talking to Philip Paisani? How's the Kabagoo? How's the Kabagoo? How you doing? Keep the family moving. Yes. Oh, yeah, boy. WrestleMania is upon us. Of this bad boy on a Thursday. 48 hours away from WrestleMania 38 at Jerry World. I'll tell you what. I'm kind of curious to see how big this fucker is. <laughs> I've heard about it. I've seen pictures of it. Uh, my old man got to travel to uh, Dallas last year with a friend of his, and he sent me a picture of uh, the stadium. Like, oh my god, that that looks like a literal planet ship. The gabagool, not the gabagool. Oh man, it's gonna be a blast. Time to talk about what happened this week in WWE as we continue on here in the Hoots Podcast. Very excited, like I mentioned in the beginning, show to be down there in Dallas, and hopefully I get to see some of you guys in person, and hopefully I get to meet some of you for the first time as well, so that'd be pretty cool. But we got a lot to discuss here, um, and make some predictions! No! For WrestleMania 38. I guess, before we get started here, uh, with the predictions, there's one piece of audio that I want to play, and one that deserves audio to be played, and What's the one thing that I always talk about, especially when it comes to WWE? You always got to maximize your TV time. And nobody, in my opinion, in WWE this year, besides Roman and Brock Lesnar, have maximized their time on TV on the road to WrestleMania more than my guy, Kevin Owens. Enjoy
0: it. It was nothing compared to my tribute To Stone Cold Steve Austin last week. Okay, Uh, you you all saw it. That was amazing. And you know, I heard people. I heard people saying that that somehow I was mocking Stone Cold. And you know what? Those those are lies. What? I said those are lies. What? I said people saying that are lying. No, that was me paying homage to the great Stone Cold, we all we all love and remember. And you know, I know everyone is absolutely ecstatic that Stone Cold Steve Austin is my guest on the KO show in the main event of WrestleMania Saturday. And so am I, okay, I am. But look, last week, that wasn't just me paying tribute to Stone Cold. That was also me doing everybody watching a favor, because you see, that, last Monday night, me dressed up as Stone Cold Steve Austin, that is the closest we will ever get to the old Stone Cold we used to admire, okay? Because that, that Stone Cold, he's gone, he's been gone for 19 years what he's been gone for 19 years what 19 years and he ain't ever coming back see that wrestlemania on the ko show it's not gonna be stone cold it's gonna be steve it's not stone cold anymore it's steve okay and that's cool it's cool it's steve the same steve that's been drinking himself into oblivion for 19 years now. The same Steve who's so bored to tears on his stupid ranch that is begging everybody, please, can you come on my little podcast so we can talk about the old days and make me feel good again? Hey, but look, That's Steve, he still sounds like Stone Cold, he still looks like Stone Cold. We saw that video, right, of of him in front of his little golf cart. It was heavily edited, I'm sure, but he still looks and sounds like Stone Cold. He even, Steve, he even still talks a big game like Stone Cold, because he knows he has to, but let me tell you all something. Steve is not coming to the KO show to pick a fight with me because he knows damn well what would happen if he picked a fight with Kevin Owens. He's coming to the KO show to have another nice little conversation about his career. He wants to have a nice little chat. And you know what, Steve? I'm so honored and happy that you accepted my invitation that I will do that for you. I'm a good person. I will give you the biggest platform you've ever had in your career on the WrestleMania main event edition of the KO show. So we can talk about you. Make you feel good and give you the little send-off you think you deserve. You know what? I'm even going to do something very special for you. See because I I hate beer. It's disgusting.
4: But I'm going to I'm going
0: to I'm going to drink one with you, okay? We're going to sit down together in the middle of the ring at AT&T Stadium and drink We're going to drink together, right? We could even toast. You know what? That's perfect. We will toast. We will toast to you, Steve Austin. Finally, officially passing the torch to me, not only as the new Stone Cold, but the one true master of the Stunner. Because Owens 316 says my Stunner
5: is better than yours. Fantastic. <laughs> Round of applause for Kevin Owens. Oh, man. Shout out to KO. It's been killed it man. You guys heard the Tribal Chief clip? Before we got started here And um Just ready to um get, Let's get to these predictions for Wrestlemania And um We're going to start off actually with NXT 2.0 Um We got uh Sand Santa Deliver coming up this Saturday At the American Airlines Center Uh I was thinking of going to this event uh, Full disclosure I was thinking about going But um I bought a uh, Travel package for Wrestlemania right? And they said uh, to get ready to board on uh, the coach. Uh, so basically when it comes to WrestleMania travel package, they give you um, basically a itinerary of things that are going on. And they give you like a free round trip transportation to the stadium for the nights of WrestleMania. So again, kind of a scenario, kind of like what I mentioned earlier with the Hall of Fame. Um, it's kind of a bummer that NXT was added on Saturday instead of doing it, t- uh, tomorrow during the day. Um, anyway, they, so I'm not going to be able to go to NXT and they told me that, um, the boarding for my ride to at Stadium is at 2.30. So I got to be there. Um, the TakeOver Stand and Deliver show starts at 12. There's no way that show's going to be over by the time I have to get on the bus. Let alone have enough time to shower and stuff. And I'm not going to Mania <laughs> with my Maial. Like, I'm not, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not going to Mania to seek up the joint, you know? So, <laughs> um, let's briefly go quickly with the predictions for this event. I think this should be a good show for to bottom. There's some good matches. On the kickoff show, we got Toxic Attraction against Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai for the NXT One tag team titles. I think Raquel and Dakota will win this match. Um, I, I can see so maybe Toxic retains, but I think they want to have a nice little moment for the crowd and the audience um, at uh, American Airlines at So I think the match would be good, but I have uh, Raquel and Dakota winning that match. Um, Gunther against LA Knight. Um, I have Gunther winning. Uh, This may be LA Knight's swan song in NXT, and hopefully so. Uh, I think Gunther will beat LA Knight. I have... I have Cameron Grimes winning the NXT North American title in the ladder match. Um, This could be a barber. Looking forward to it, but I think Cameron Grimes will find a way to win. It'll it'll be either him or Grayson Waller that will win the North American title. Uh, I'll say that. Um, I have... Um, the Kree brothers beating Imperium to uh, become the new NXT Tag Team champions. I have Mandy Rose retaining somehow beating Kaylee Ray, Io Shirai, and Cora Jade. Um, I have uh, Tony D'Angelo defeating Tommaso Ciampa, and then uh, finally we have um um, Broadbreaker Breaker will beat ziggler and become your new NXT champions so i i'm looking forward to this event like uh, there's some matches i'm really looking forward to typing out when i get back to the hotel like uh the triple threat for the tag this would be uh fantastic uh same thing with champa and angelo uh the ladder match gunther and la night this is a good card for standing delivered don't get me wrong, it, it is. I think the ladies will try to find a way to steal the show. Uh this is a big opportunity for Manny Rose. This is probably the biggest match of her career. Um and it should be a bar burner. I'm looking forward to it. Um it should be a fun show. I'm i I'm really looking forward to it. Stand deliver should be a damn good card. Uh let's talk about um WrestleMania. Let's get to that. That's what everybody's been waiting for. My predictions. No. <laughs> for the mania of Russell's. Um, let's start off with this. New Day against Stevens and Rich Holland. I got the New Day defeating uh, Stevens and Rich Holland. It should be a good match. I got McIntyre over Corbin. I got uh, the Miz and Logan Paul defeating the Mysterios. I think Dominic will turn on his father. it will have a year build towards the end of Ray's career in California, in LA. I have the Miz and Logan Paul winning and Logan Paul Putting on a show to surprise everybody. I have the Usos retaining against Nakamura and Boogs. Boogs and Nakamura will eventually go their separate ways. Very excited to see what goes down for the Kevin Owens and Stone Cold Steve Austin thing. Uh, We know the drill, what's going to happen towards the end. So it's not really much that we need to break down from an analyst point of view. I just got to say that I'm very happy and very proud of Kevin Owens for where he is right now and what he's going to do this weekend and for everybody's like, oh man, why is Kevin Owens wasting his time interacting with Stone Cold Steve Austin? The rest of the day? you'd be better off with the elite. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah, I need Kevin Owens to run away from Christian Cage. Get the fuck out of here. Um, <laughs> I got um, Becky Lynch losing the Raw Women's Title to Bianca Belair, and I have Charlotte Flair retaining over ronda rousey uh at uh for the smackdown ones title uh we'll have to see what goes down uh tomorrow night uh for smackdown i will be there so maybe we'll have a segment with charlotte and ronda and see how that works out between those two and then what everybody wants to know what's gonna happen with seth rollins who's he gonna fight i have to say this and get off my chest really quick For those who are building up their expectations to critique this WrestleMania based on rumors and amuendo, it's not WWE to blame, it's yourself to blame. And you need to look yourself in the mirror and stop allowing dirt sheets to dictate your opinions on shows. The same shit happened with the Royal Rumble. If Cody Rhodes does not show up to WrestleMania, it's not WWE's fault, it's your fault. Stop letting dirt sheets dictate your point of view in wrestling. It's got to stop. Do I think Cody will eventually fight Seth Rollins? Maybe. Maybe not. But I'm also in a position where I don't care if Cody Rhodes shows up. Look, I, I think it would be very hypocritical for me. The dude, the time he did on What the Hell's Wrong AW, where I said that Jeff Jarrett 2.0 is coming in. And uh, taking the fun out of AEW. And they'd be like, throw that all to the side because he's in WWE. Wouldn't that be hypocritical of me of doing that? I respect the man. And I think if he did go back to WWE, maybe he'd do some better stuff. But I'm not coming here on pins and needles saying, oh, WrestleMania's going to live or die whether Cody Rhodes shows up or not. Respect the dude, but I'm not a mark for him. I've never been a mark for him. So if he shows up, cool. If he doesn't, okay. I'm not going to do the whole playout routine because nobody lets anything play out in professional wrestling anymore. All I will to say is actually watch what happens first before trying to go on a bitch fest about it. And stop trying to act like you're the smartest person in the room. Let the shit happen for what it is and then assess from there. Alright, night two. Edge and AJ Styles... There's a definitely a definite case for both guys winning and uh, this is one of the matches where I don't care who wins this match uh, It should be a fun match in general. I'm very excited to type that one out um I do have a j styles beating edge i I will say that um I have the street profits beating alpha academy and r k bro Ray will turn on riddle uh on Sunday that's going down. I got Bobby Lashley beating almost. I got Johnny Knoxville with help from the Jackass crew beating Sami Zayn. That's going to be a fun match. I'm looking forward to it. I got Pat McAfee beating Austin Theory. I got Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan become the women's tag team champions. If not, it'll be Sasha Banks and Naomi. And then I got our tribal chief, Will Put Down, the Beast Incarnate, Cowboy Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. So... Those are my predictions for Wrestlemania and Stand and Deliver. I just want to say, before we get to our next segment here, so honestly, for everybody, enjoy this weekend. If you're going to the shows, have a good time. If you're attending the shows this weekend, again, have a good time and put the booking stuff to the side for once. Let's enjoy this. We got two nights of Wrestlemania's in one of the biggest stadiums in the entire world. This is a big happening for professional wrestling. And this should be a fun time. Let's not overthink this. Let's not try to act like we're the smartest person in the room and then be disappointed out of it. Let's have some fun with this. It's WrestleMania. Let's let's have some fucking fun for once, guys. And uh, the best part about going to these shows this weekend that I will not be on Twitter. Because I already know it's probably going to be a bitch fest by the time the show goes on air. So I'm, I'm just excited uh both nights have good matches to look forward to and so that can steal the weekend but um all in all man this should be a fun night and i'm very excited for wrestlemania and I'm excited to see sand deliver as well so all in all that's my thoughts on wwe this week all right folks it's time to give the, the folks what they want what they've been waiting for what they need uh, first of all, I'd like to say congratulations to Saxon David Jr. for winning the 2022 New Japan Cup. Uh, I do want to give a big shout out to him there. So, with that being said, let's get into it. Um, time for what everybody's been waiting for. Another brand new edition of What the Hell is Wrong with AEW. We're going to start this off in a three, two, one.
2: Beat your meat. Beat, beat your meat. Beat,
0: your meat. Beat, beat your meat. Beat, your meat. Beat, beat your meat. Beat, your meat.
1: Beat, beat your meat. It's time for What the Hell Is Wrong with AEW!
5: Everybody, let's get to it. What the hell is wrong with AWK? Okay, what is it wrong with AW? Um, I like to say that you know it's kind of a hard bar to lower the bar after last week's edition of Dynamite, and there's certainly maybe a couple things I can mention that I did like from last night's episode. I will say this: last night's Dynamite was not as bad as last week's. So there's a little setup of an upgrade this week. I will I will admit to that, but. We can't start this segment off without playing this. You want to talk about what's wrong with AW? Let MGF tell you. What the
0: hell is this? What the hell is that, Aubrey? This is the problem. We're
5: here, Aubrey's got to be the worst ref in the history of professional wrestling. Uh, is-, <laughs> <laughs> is he wrong? <laughs> I'll get to that in a couple minutes uh, Let's start off with the good stuff um, Not partially good stuff but I just wanted to play it for you guys um, Here's Max Caster's Wrath to CM Punk last night and his opponent Max
4: Caster oh, brother.
0: With you smiling, but you look like you hit more rocks than Hunter Biden. With your messed up teeth, your movie's the only way I'll ever go to sleep. You're not the voice of the voiceless. The ladies say you're the voice of the voiceless. And homie, you need to keep back. I have you crapping your pants like I'm a Z Pack.
5: wanted to play that just for break Hart' because the acclaim is his new favorite tag team no I'm kidding <laughs> so started off with CM Punk defeating the clown that is Max Caster very quick fashion um not sure this is how I would start off the show don't mind seeing Punk don't get me wrong but it kind of goes back to what I've been continuing to say on this podcast every single week There's nobody that employs the drop the low theory more than Tony Khan. Lord, do I feel sorry for the women that he's with. Um, (laughs) So, CM Punk did defeat uh, Max Caster, and he got interviewed by Tony Skivone right after.
0: There's a couple things I don't know. One, I don't know who the champion's going to be in a week's time. It's either going to be Adam Cole, baby... Or I'm going to be looking down the barrel of some cowboy shit. There's a couple things I do know. For a fact, there's a lot of gray in my beard. and Before my time in AEW is over, there's going to be a lot more gray. There's scars on my head, and I know before my time in AEW is over, there will be a lot more scars. And the last thing I know, before my time in AEW is over, I will be world champion. We're right here.
5: No problem on my end. No complaints on my end. I'm all for it. C. Uh, Punk has been fantastic getting his return back to uh, professional wrestling. And uh, definitely justified uh, to have a shot at the World's Championship. Other stuff on the program that I did enjoy. um, I mentioned earlier, despite my thoughts on Jay Lethal just being used to to every top guy to AEW. I did enjoy the match that he had with John Moxley. I thought that was a good match. But him turning heel, though, does nothing for me. I don't get it. I just don't get it. Um, coming up Friday on Rampage The main event is Keith Lee and Powerhouse Hobbs you Couldn't wait to do that match Just gotta throw it out there Surprised they're not calling it Rampage Super Rampage this weekend Um, I guess we start off with this shit here Cause uh, I don't even know where to start FTR against the Gun Club You got to be By far the most Incompetent Official in all of Officiating If you can not have a proper tag match Without shenanigans When you have a team like FTR in it Oh my god Again Jeff, Thank you for stating the obvious Uh, Should we play this again What the hell is that
0: that, Aubrey This is the problem Aubrey's gotta be worst ref in the history of professional wrestling. Uh, it big? does not come close. Big hey
5: Again. It. Uh, let's do this again. What the hell is that, Aubrey? This is the problem. Well, she had her back. Aubrey's got to be the worst ref in the history of professional wrestling.
0: Uh, it big? does not come close. Big?
5: <laughs> what else needs to be said? She's got awful in her job. If you can't have a competent tag match officiated with FTR in it, there's something wrong with you. My lord. Anyways, we had a brawl with the Jericho Kiss My Ass Club and uh, Eddie Kingston since Hannah Ortiz. Numbers just caught. uh, The numbers caught up to uh, LAX and Eddie Kingston, so that was what it was. Not really a big fan of what's going on with them. Uh, I I find it funny that Jericho is doing the sports entertainment gimmick. Get the entire narrative of him is just basically making fun of WWE. Um, Jericho, uh, I'm sorry you felt like you needed to main event over The Undertaker at a WrestleMania. Uh, I know your ego's out of the fucking planet. But you need to get over that shit. That was five years ago. Get over yourself. Um, Jake Cargill will be having a match soon uh, with Marina Shafir for the TBS title. That should be pretty interesting. Uh, another thing from Dynamite that I liked last night was Brian Danielson and Wheeler Yuta. I thought that was a good match. So kudos to you guys. Another crap part of Dynamite. And it's, it, continues, it continues to be a running tread. And. That's a shame because this definitely features the world champion. So we have Adam Cole and Red Dragon. By the way, keep all microphones away from Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish as soon as possible. Thank you. And I think this may be the sixth or seventh time in the last 10 weeks that I've seen Heyman Page and the Jurassic Express run into the ring after Adam Cole and Red Dragon. Let's just get old, guys. Switch it up. Dun Rose's promo, I thought it was fine. Uh talked about Tony Storm earlier. Uh happy for her that she's in AEW and she's doing her own thing. Um she looked good in the ring. Um That's never been a problem with her. Her problem is the promotions that she's in. And um well, hopefully she can change the narrative, but I, I don't have my hopes up for that. I'll just say that. Um <laughs> SCR challenged the Hardly Boys to a match down the road. We'll see how that goes. Uh, I got no comment as far as the Tyler Rose promo. It sucked. Um, this week on Rampage, we got the Unbucks Bucks against Top Flight in a tumbling routine festival. They should call that Tumble Mania. Young Bucks against Top Flight. Good God. House of Black against the Dark Order Fuego Del Sol. Riveting shit, pal. Keith Lee and Powerhouse Hobbs. I'm sure there'll be shenanigans in it. How about this? The main event, Darby Allen against Andrade Aledalo. Well, it wouldn't be an AEW main event without a bunch of brawling on the floor, on the outside, and an afterbirth brawl, I will say that. But for the action that was inside the ring, I thought it was good. Especially the avalanche uh, crucifix bomb that Allen did towards the end of the match. Atreides did win due to interference from uh, the the butcher the, uh, and the baker, uh, the butcher and the blade, uh, tacky sting on the outside. Um, ELO won with the hammerlock DDT after match, post match brawl after Burf Jones, Hardy boy Hardy boys coming to ring to make the save to close out the show. All in all, I thought this was more of a paint by numbers edition of Dynamite. Uh, I want to say this is a good episode. I want to say it was god rotten like last week's episode was, but it's just another episode of AEW Die Night. And that my friends, is what the hell's wrong with AEW this week?
1: This has been, what the hell is wrong with AEW?
5: Well, thank you guys so much for hanging out with me for this fun edition of the Who's Podcast. We'll be back next week reviewing it all. We'll be back from Dallas. Hopefully, we, maybe we can have Brett Carter on here soon. I think it's the semester is coming up soon uh, for his music stuff. So hopefully, certainly, uh, we can get Brett Carter back here in video and uh, get back to do some more shows and stuff like that. But I um, hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. Just like I said in the WWE segment this week, please let's just have fun with this weekend. Stop thinking about booking all the time. It's not the only thing that matters in professional wrestling. Let's try to enjoy these shows. I'm going to have a blast. I'm going to send a bunch of pics. If you want to check it out on Instagram, it's at Josh lopez I4. Follow me on Twitter at Josh Lopez Media if you want. Make sure to bookmark uh You can follow my coverage in Dallas as well. I will be in Dallas from Friday to Tuesday. And uh, come say hello to me, and uh, love to get to meet you guys in person. Uh, shout out to my guy, The Undertaker, for going into the Hall of Fame. Uh, that's gonna be a very emotional night for me because Taker's my all-time favorite wrestler, and uh, outside of CM Puck, obviously, uh, Taker's the man. And it's gonna be a, a special night tomorrow night. I'm very, very excited for that. So, uh, shout out to the Dead Man. For brother Carter, I'm Joshy. Remember folks, be the authentic product that is yourself, and always remember nobody dictates the pace of your life but yourself and the man upstairs. I love you guys. Enjoy standing deliver. Enjoy the other shows that are going on, like the multiverse show and Lone Star Shootout and Supercard of Honor. There's a lot of great wrestling going on uh, this weekend. So love love wrestling, happy wrestling, pick your wrestling that fits you. And uh, be the out there, proud that is yourself. Um, I'll I'll be back here next week to let you know my experience and talk about what should be one of the most fun WrestleManias in the last five to ten years. This has been episode 303 of the Who's Podcast. Right now, we're going to send it off to Brother Carter for this week's edition of The Dawson Derrick Co. I am Josh Lopez. Enjoy WrestleMania, everybody. I'll talk to you next week. Yes, sir.
1: And now. The Thoughts of D'erico. Listen well, man. Welcome, welcome, one and all, to the segment that's ready for the greatest weekend of wrestling every year. It is The Thoughts of D'erico featuring the one, the only, Brother Carter. Well, we'll be using this edition no of The Thoughts of D'erico to give my predictions. No, for WrestleMania 38, two-night WrestleMania, the most stupendous WrestleMania of the year. It should be a great weekend of wrestling, as it always is, and I'm very very much looking forward to the show. Okay, I'm going to give my predictions, Uh, just based on what WWE is showing, it looks like they're showing uh, the matches in reverse order for Saturday, and then the matches of the reverse order on Sunday. It would seem, but that could be wrong, but that's what I'm going to assume at this moment, and I'm going to give my predictions in that order. We're going to start with the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, the Usos versus Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs, who I love. Uh, I love Rick Boogs. I think he's absolutely hilarious. Um, I am going to take... Oh, gosh, this is hard. I'm going to take the Usos to retain here, you know, with Nakamura. I hope that they're eventually going to put Nakamura... Back into singles competition. Uh, I think he's just absolutely incredible. And and hopefully will be competing for world championships once he can go back to, you know, going his own theme music and and being on his own. Uh, But I'm going to take the Usos to retain their titles here. Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin. Drew McIntyre gets the win here, obviously. They're finally building to uh, McIntyre getting the win over Happy Corbin. And then I think McIntyre will eventually be going for a world title on SmackDown uh, following WrestleMania. Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston versus Sheamus and Ridge Holland. Uh, I'm going to take Woods and Kofi here, uh, get the New Day to get their big pop and uh, make those feel-good moments as they usually have at WrestleMania. So I've got Woods and Kofi winning that match as well. Ray and Dominic Mysterio versus The Miz and Logan Paul. I'm going to take the faces here. uh, Ray and Dominic Mysterio would get... No, uh, well, um... mm, Let's see. You know, I'm going to go with Miz and Logan Paul. Change my mind. I'm going to go with Miz and Logan Paul, which could potentially set up the downfall between Ray and Dominic Mysterio. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go with The Miz and Logan Paul to get the win there. Seth Rollins to face an opponent of Mr. McMahon's choosing on WrestleMania Saturday. I think it's pretty obvious here. Uh, it's going to be Cody Rhodes, and I'll say Cody gets the win here. I will say there's been reports that Shane McMahon is coming back. If Shane McMahon ends up being the mystery opponent, the booze that would happen would be worth the price of admission alone. That would be hilarious. But I feel the mystery opponent is Cody Rhodes, and Cody Rhodes gets the win. Stone Cold Steve Austin confronts Kevin Owens on the KO show. I hope this isn't a match and this is just a promo between the two. And then, you know, we get a promo, we get some screaming and yelling. Austin hits Owens with the stunner, and then we move on. So that's what I think that's going to happen with that. Raw Women's Champion, Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair. I've got Bianca Belair winning the Raw Women's Championship. I think it's time for her to once again have another WrestleMania moment. And what should be a great match. And then closing out night one, SmackDown Women's Champion, Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey. Ah, uh, Boy, i got to take Ronda Rousey here, become your new SmackDown Women's Champion. I think she's terrific. She's probably the most fluid... Uh, in the ring and just has incredible ring work and uh, obviously she's a superstar, no doubt. So I've got Ronda Rousey winning the SmackDown Women's Championship. Sunday's WrestleMania, Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn and Anything Goes, Matt. I, Johnny Knoxville is going to get the win and he's going to do some sort of funny, goofy tactics. I have a feeling that Johnny Knoxville is going to be a great wrestler and is going to you know because he seems like he takes it seriously, he really cares. I've got Johnny Knoxville. Uh, defeating Sami Zayn in anything goes match, Pat McAfee versus Austin. Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory. Um, I'm gonna say McAfee gets the win here. Uh, I, usually in these types of situations, the faces get the win. Uh, obviously McAfee's being built up as the face, but and McAfee is, is fantastic in the ring. He really is. But so, but you can tell that they're clearly all in on Austin Theory as well. So I've got Pat McAfee getting the win here, but this should be a lot of fun uh, seeing Pat McAfee do what, do what he does. Bobby Lashley versus Omos. Uh, believe it or not, I'm going to take Omos here. Um, I think that they're trying to build Omos into this monster. And Lashley's already established himself as a credible face, as a credible a credible uh, star. So I'm going to take Omos to get the win here, but I also wouldn't be surprised if Lashley... Hits Omos with the Dominator and then starts challenging for a world title again soon. RK-Bro versus the Street Profits versus the Alpha Academy. Triple threat match for the Raw Tag Team Champions. I'm actually looking forward to this one. Uh, The action that we've seen on Raw from these competitors has been terrific lately. And I've got RK-Bro. No, I'm sorry. I've got the Street Profits winning the uh, Raw Tag Team Championships with Randy Orton finally hitting Rettle with the RKO. And the end of RK-Bro leading to a feud with them post-WrestleMania. Women's Tag Team Champions, Queen Zelina and Carmella versus versus overrated Banks and Naomi versus Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan versus Natalia and Shayna Baszler. I'm going to take Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan to win the Raw Women's Ch- uh, Championships here. Uh, I, I think that we need something fresh for them to do. Uh, this Banks and Naomi is just to get them through WrestleMania. Maybe we'll see a feud between them after WrestleMania. And then I hope, i if I said this before, I really hope they do something with Shayna Baszler uh, following... Uh, WrestleMania and allow her to really establish herself as a single star because I think she's absolutely tremendous. So I've got Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan winning the uh, women's tag team championships. Edge versus AJ Styles in a dream match. This should be terrific. I- I'm going to take, oh boy, uh, I'm going to take AJ Styles here uh, to get the win and then hopefully he gets him- himself back into a world title picture on Raw following WrestleMania as well. You know, a lot of folks that could be challenging for a, a world title. Uh, but well, well, it's so hard to say because we don't know what's going to be happening here in the main event, but I got to think that AJ Styles is going to be, uh, challenging for a world title sometime soon. soon. So I've got AJ Styles, uh, winning his match versus edge. And then finally, uh, the winner take all championship unification match, Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. Uh, this has been the best feud in wrestling for about eight months, uh, these are the two best wrestlers in the most complete and best wrestlers in the world right now. It's not close. Roman Reigns is clearly number one. Brock Lesnar is clearly number two, and then everyone else you can is somewhere at number three. Uh, how can you go against the Tribal Chief? Which I just can't do it. Roman Reigns, your Tribal Chief, the head of the table, the standard bearer, the goat, all of the above. Roman Reigns will win. Winner take all championship unification match and will be the sole survivor and the sole champion in WWE. Uh, and I, I, I it's going to be awesome. Um, and I don't know what happens with that. I don't know if they eventually split the belts again. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do. But I've got Roman Reigns, your tribal chief, our tribal chief, as the winner take all, the lone champion in wwe and those are my predictions for wrestlemania 38 and that's the thoughts of derico uh, just a few couple thoughts um, and i know i'm not i didn't get a chance to uh submit a what the hell is wrong with aew this week just happened to not having happen to work out this way so just a couple thoughts about that uh, number one tony storm is all elite great uh, another ex-wwe star to get lost in the shuffle i can tell things have worked out really well for ruby soho <clears throat> Uh, I'm kind of sad that Ricochet and Damian Priest are not on the main card. They'll probably be on the pre-show just fine, but I I think Ricochet and Priest, I don't know why the mid-card titles are not being defended at WrestleMania. Uh, I'm hoping that that's the case. Uh, Maybe they'll get a match with Finn Balor or something like that And going into maybe on the pre-show or on SmackDown tomorrow night. Who knows? But I'm kind of sad they're not on the main WrestleMania card. And then my final, uh, some other thoughts are uh, with the whole Chris Rock, Will Smith thing. Um, I love Will Smith. He was out of line. That's that's not how you handle your business, smacking somebody in the face in the middle of, well, anytime, but uh, in the middle of live television. Uh, is a really bad look for Will Smith. It's a really bad look for Chris. Well, it's not really a bad look for Chris Rock. It's really a bad look for Will Smith, and it's really a bad look for the Oscars who have been losing ratings dramatically uh Hollywood is in real big trouble following this incident so just keep that in mind and then my final thought for everybody is enjoy this weekend enjoy WrestleMania weekend a lot of stuff going on with the NXT stand and deliver show with um every, with uh two night WrestleMania all the events going on that weekend it's going to be a tremendous weekend of wrestling action enjoy it and remind yourself while you're a wrestling fan this has been the Thoughts of Derico. You're smarter now, man.